This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Is he really, really that much better than what they had before? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. Good morning, Joe. Oh, oh, right to business today oh, on this fine yes. Tuesday. Yes, Normally, because there's I reached a light down. back and forth. Yep. Wait, wait, you got a sneeze coming? No, I reached down and there was nothing else there. Right before, oh. as the music's coming, let me just go right to them because right now, do I have anything cute or funny or interesting to say? I don't as we start a three-hour show. The uh, the old content well runneth dry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the countdown begins at 3 p.m., ladies and How, gentlemen. How's your back? Because you're going to earn it today. <laughs> Back's doing well. You know, kids got up today, angry. It's another school day, just angry wake-ups, angry breakfasts, angry walks to the bus. And then I look at my wife and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go put in 12 hours. I'll see you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Are the kids resenting the cold yet? No, they haven't complained about that once, surprisingly. I think they really? get a kick out of it. I have yet to hear either one complain. And and it's a house of complainers led by me. So <laughs> surprising that they have not been complaining about the weather. I think the difference in weather, climate, going from the desert to here, they, uh, I don't know, I think it's thrown them through a loop, but they are not complaining about that. When the reality show starts, there's your name, House of Complainers. House of Complainers. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Right there. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Of course, you can catch us on the iHeartRadio app, on the TuneIn app, on the ESPN Radio app. So, Joe, we're going to have a lot to discuss regarding the Super Bowl over the next couple of weeks. Of this, we, of course, are aware. And so much of the discussion is going to center around Brock Purdy and what he is versus what he isn't. And we had this discussion this morning, and I'm just going to ask you directly the question that we put to ourselves as we were preparing for the show. Are the 49ers that much better off offensively right now going into this Super Bowl than they were a few years ago in the first matchup between these two? I would say so. And that was a very good offense. It was a much better defense, but that's not the question you're asking. You're talking about the offense. Big difference being Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback of that team. And on this team, it's Brock Purdy. You have upgraded with Christian McCaffrey as your running back. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was not a part of that first team. Emmanuel Sanders was. You did have George Kittle there. So all the way around, there are some upgrades at key pieces. That was a better offensive line than what you're seeing here. I don't believe Trent Williams was on that team. He was traded in the COVID summer. The Niners went to the Super Bowl the year that COVID was, you know, uh, rearing its ugly head. But we're not going to get too deep into the the code. There's no Aaron we'll Rodgers that on, for next hour. Yeah, Rodgers not on McAfee today, so we're not <laughs> not no need to play into that content. But. I, I think the the true question will come down, obviously, to the quarterback position. And I think they're better off because Purdy protects the football more than Garoppolo did. That was the big problem for Kyle Shanahan with Garoppolo. It was kind of twofold. Number one, Garoppolo would have some really bad turnovers. And number two, Garoppolo would miss some wide open wide receivers on plays that Shanahan designed that were just beautiful. You could tell Shanahan put the work in to design a great play, to set it up, 
to call it at the right time, and then Garoppolo would miss the guy. Now, Jimmy did deliver some big performances that for them. The Saints game that year, it was the second half of a road back-to-back. They had just lost in Baltimore in the rain. They went to New Orleans the following week. They were dogs in that game. It was a complete shootout. That was Garoppolo's greatest game as a 49er, in my opinion. He played huge there, and that helped secure the one seed, which led to the Super Bowl. But I think Brock Purdy's more equipped to run this offense because he's not going to turn the ball off the, over as often as Garoppolo did. Just one man's humble opinion. This is the only thing that I think you can point to and say that there's a big difference. Because when I look everywhere else, I, I, I kind of started at this the same way you did. Thinking about all the better playmakers that they had with McCaffrey now and Brandon Ayuk now and Emmanuel Sanders was an excitingly average receiver. But they... You know, listen, they, they had Debo, they had Kittle, and they had an excellent offensive line. If you go and you look at every single statistical number between these two teams, the 2019 San Francisco 49ers and the 2023 San Francisco 49ers, it's virtually identical. It's virtually identical. The only thing that would change is that they're a plus 10 in turnover differential this year as opposed to a plus 3 a few years back. They you were know, only Jimmy plus Garoppolo, three, huh? Plus uh, three in plus 2019. Three. And that was a great defense. And, that speaks to Garoppolo turning the ball over. Well, but here's the thing. Garoppolo had 13 interceptions that season, more fumbles, but you had 11 interceptions this year that came from Purdy. Now we know that four of them came in one game. So we can talk about that if you want, but ultimately the difference is not there. I, and it's, to me, speaking more about Kyle Shanahan right now. You know, we spent time earlier this offseason, or this season, discussing what his role was. Is he truly a quarterback whisperer? Is he truly somebody that can um, make this much of a difference for somebody? And I come out of that this morning and reading this over for, for a good hour or so, saying, how is he not? How is he not? Because he has gotten the virtually the exact same results in every way. Points scored, yards, you name it, across the board. Virtually every single way. And here they are again. He did it with the last pick in the draft, and he did it with Jimmy Garoppolo a few years ago. So it kind of answer, asked me this question. Is, is Purdy really that good? Maybe not. Maybe he's just in the right place at the right time. Because I think if we took Garoppolo and Purdy and swapped them out, you'd have the exact same results right now as you do then. Because it was 27 and 13 and just about 4,000 yards back in 2019 for Garoppolo. And it's 31 and 11 and 4,200 yards this year. Better playmakers? Sure. Same results? Yeah, Joe. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Garoppolo lost out the starting job to Aiden O'Connell in, in Vegas. Like, he yeah. got benched for Aiden O'Connell, right? I mean, that says something. This was a guy who led one team to a Super Bowl, and in Las Vegas, he got beat out by Aiden O'Connell. The team had pretty much had enough of him, and they moved him to the side. Health was always a concern with Garoppolo, but that's not what we're really discussing now. And if you take Purdy and you put him on the Atlanta Falcons, is he even playing this season? And if he is playing, is he even producing? You're right. Coaching's huge, which leads into one of the very interesting points and storylines of this Super Bowl. How is Kyle Shanahan going to manage a tight fourth quarter? 
Because when we sit here and we talk about this current run that Purdy's on in the playoffs, and this everywhere I look on TV, does Brock Purdy deserve more respect? Do the Purdy haters need to shut up and go away? Like, that's one of the big talking points that we're all a part of right now. He has had two good games against two bad pass defenses, Green Bay and Detroit. When you look at opposing QBR or you look at pass defense, like Green Bay was 18th in opposing quarterback rating this year. They're bottom half of the league. Detroit was 31st in pass defense. You should put up numbers against them. Kansas City's a top 10 pass defense. A lot of metrics, they're top five. You are not going to have a lot of success throwing against these guys. However, Detroit and Green Bay were both much worse, much worse against the, uh, the pass, obviously, as I'm saying. The running game is where it flips. Mm-hmm. That's the Niner mm-hmm. weak spot, or I should say the Chief weak spot with their defensive line. I did not mm-hmm. write these numbers down properly. I am looking down. I am vomiting. No, on but I, I know verbal vomit is still everywhere. Across. Yeah, the point is in the worst articulated way humanly imaginable is that this is going to be a Christian McCaffrey game. We're going to spend two weeks talking about Brock Purdy. The Niners are going to need to run the ball. And Kyle Shanahan's going to need to stay true to that. Because in the fourth quarter of that last Super Bowl against the Chiefs, when some of the defenders, and I can't remember who it was, were interviewed after the win, they said flat out, we cannot believe Shanahan abandoned the run. We were praying, praying that they would stop running the ball. And for some inexplicable reason, Shanahan started throwing and playing aggressive late in the game, and it let the Chiefs get back into it. I wonder if he's going to learn from those mistakes. Uh, uh, Well... Because he kind of didn't learn from those mistakes. No. If we're going to go all the way back to Atlanta. No. And what happened there? Well, he did the, the opposite. Against- Atlanta, he got real conservative, and then he flipped it in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, and he got real aggressive, and he got burned both times. Well, he's, I mean, he still, I mean, there were still opportunities to run the ball more yeah. in that Atlanta game, and they didn't do it. I mean, to me, it speaks about his ability to coach the position. But how does it translate with how he's going to handle himself on game day? And it's not a knock on Brock Purdy, but whenever I say that, it really is. <laughs> Brock are you, Purdy. Who are you more concerned about, though? Like, honestly, with Shanahan, how much concern do you have for him being able to manage and navigate his way through a tight game? We've seen it a few times. We've seen it in this game a few times. Run the ball. I mean, find a way to actually do the right thing in the right spots. I wouldn't say I'm I'm super confident about it. I can't say that. What I saw the other day was an offensive explosion against that team in the second half. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. I'm excited because in just moments, a guy who was such a huge, huge part of what happened the other day with the Kansas City win is going to join us. Legereus Sneed, who may have made the play of the season, for Kansas City. That is on the way next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there's no question that the dopes like us on occasion would point to the fact that maybe the Kansas City Chiefs don't have the same level of playmakers that they have in the past and are not going to be able to quite get over the hump. But here they are again in the Super Bowl. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Legereus Sneed is a big reason why they will be playing in Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs defensive back joins us right now. Legereus, it's Chris Carlin, along with Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate a few minutes, and it does have to be pretty rewarding when you guys had um, people like us, frankly, who didn't necessarily think uh, there was enough there for you to get back to the Super Bowl, back there once again. Just tell me what that's been like here the last couple of days. Oh, man, it feels great, you know. I had a little time to enjoy it, but, you know, it's back to work, you know. We focus now on the Super Bowl and 49ers. You know, you guys are turning your attention ahead, but the play of the game against Baltimore was you punching the ball out of Zay Flowers' hands on the goal line. Ball trickles through. Second week in a row, the Chiefs are involved in one of these plays, this time on the good side. What are you thinking in that moment? Like, as he's reaching, is that your first instinct to knock that thing out? Oh yeah, man. That's my first. That's the first came to mind. Was catch up to him and make sure I catch up to him. I seen him try to leap into the end zone. I seen the ball was out, and I knew I had enough space to dive and try to hit the ball out. So happily, it came out. So as you're doing that, uh, you know the couple of plays earlier we had where Flowers got called for the taunting and you were there. So tell me about what was going on there back and forth with him and and all of a sudden he makes this big play and then, you know, he gets hit for that penalty as well. Was there a lot of talk between the two of you the whole game? Oh, yeah, you know, we started talking trash from the first beginning. You know, (laughs) we was talking. (laughs) Yeah, we was talking trash from the first beginning. But on that play, he caught that pass on me, man. I didn't know he did all that to me. Until, like, after the game, when I watched the whole video, 
But just when he showed me the video, and that's when I realized, I was like, oh, man, he did that to me. That's what happened in the next place later, you know. Karma came back and they got him. You know, I'd have to imagine as one of the top corners in the league, going against a lot of the top receivers in the league, you're probably involved in quite a bit of trash talk. Who ranks at the top? Yeah. Who are the guys you know that when you got them coming up on Sunday, you know you're going to be in for a verbal battle? Uh, Jamar Chase, one of them. He for sure. Hmm. And uh, Devontae Adams. You know, we compete. We talk trash the whole entire game. <laughs> I love battling against him. Legereus Sneed with us, Chiefs cornerback, and of course made the huge play the other day, knocking the ball free from Zay Flowers. You know, Legereus, I talked to Steve Spagnuolo last year and I was getting ready for one of your games, and he just talked oh. about the fact of how much he loved you as a player and how versatile you are, how much he loved to blitz you as well. Can you just kind of talk about the relationship there and what is it about his defense that has been such a good fit for you? And frankly, since you came into the league, allowed you to lead corners and sacks. Oh, man, shout out to Spaz, man. I say he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around, man. His defense, he throw a lot at you. You never know what's coming at you, and that's what I like about him. And that's what I like. He's not just a one-trick pony. And, man, you know, once we confuse the offense, you know, we throw plays at them. And that's what I love about Spaz. You know, you guys really set the tone early in that game against Baltimore, but it was still relatively tight throughout. I mean, you had the 10-point lead, but they were in striking distance. Were you surprised that they ran the ball as little as they did in that game, given how successful they had been running the ball throughout the course of the season? Uh, yes, man. You know, that was our idea, though, to get them to throw the ball. And that's what we made them do a little. Try to stop Lamar from running the ball. But, yeah, it was definitely surprising that they didn't run the ball as much as they usually do. What did you guys do to try to force that, to try to make them throw the football? Was the feeling right away that if we set Lamar up to try to beat us through the air, we're going to be able to beat him? Yeah, yeah. We just did what we did, you know, spat through all type of coverages at him. You know, we manned it up on the outside. You know, the guys up front handled him, and that's what happened. They loaded the bus up on him and made sure we made Lamar through the ball. We knew he was going to have success. Legarius Sneed, Chief Star cornerback, joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. You know, as you guys get set to turn your attention to Las Vegas, um, you come to find out you guys will be staying out in Lake Las Vegas. Anybody a bit bummed out you guys aren't going to be staying on the strip? <laughs> uh, no, man. You know, it's a business trip, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll hit the strip after we, you know, after we get this W. <laughs> That's smart thinking. <laughs> you know, there there are people that are speculating right now, Legarius, that maybe Andy Reid steps away after the season if you guys do win the Super Bowl. Is there a mentality right now of let's go get this one for Andy? Oh, uh, yeah, man. You're going to get there regardless. But I don't think Andy's going anywhere. You know, we're we, we going to fight for Andy. That's what we play for. That's our leader. That's fantastic stuff. Legarius Sneed. Chief star cornerback, Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. You know, how does it work in the buildup for all of this? You've been through this before uh, in terms of playing in the Super Bowl. One of the things you always hear about is the distractions, friends, family, media requests like this. You guys get hit with a lot of stuff, and you've got to be able to tune that out to get focused on the Niners. So when does the game planning for the Niners begin? Oh, man, it begins today, actually. You know, we had it today, and, you know, we studied in them. 
you know, everybody handling their tickets before tomorrow. We're getting that stuff out the way right now before we head over. Last thing, it's our job to try to get you to say something nuts, so go ahead and guarantee the win, will you? <laughs> Can you repeat that? I said it's our job to try to get you to say something nuts leading into the game, so go ahead and guarantee the win for us, will you? Uh, that's a definitely guaranteed win. Yeah, we appreciate Another that. <laughs> hey, Legarius, congratulations. Awesome play the other day. Best of luck in Vegas, man. Uh, thank you that's Legarius Sneed, cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs, who made the play of the game the the other day. It's always um, one of the most unique handicapping angles that someone taught me back in the day. When you have, and you don't have that really in this case, because these two teams have both recently been in the Super Bowl, but a team that's been there, the guys understanding the demands on their time, media requests, yep. business requests, family, family needs hotels, family needs tickets. From what I've heard, family can just be, family can be family, right? Yeah. They, it's all about them. They're going yeah. to the big show. You know, they're there to be entertained. They're there to have a good time. You got to take care of all of that. And the teams that have been through this before understand that demand. They get it out of the way early, and then it's all business. Some of the other ones, the new ones, they show up at the Super Bowl first time. They get caught up in all that, a little distracted heading into the big game. Do you have someone in your family that if you were playing in this game... All of them. ...would drive you absolutely nuts? I already answered it. All of them? Yeah, no. I, um... Not all of them. They've, they've always been would cool. You I turn, make my is jokes. Is there somebody that you would turn to to your wife and you say, you know what? Yes. My cousin yeah. Sal, that's your problem <laughs> I for do. the next 10 days. I, I'm not going to say it out loud because they all listen. I'll say it. There's one of them. <laughs> There's definitely one of them that it would just I'd be hearing a little bit more frequently than I probably should with very minor inconveniences that I would need to be taking care of. Very, very minor inconveniences. For example, I have access to UFC pay-per-views for free. For yeah. example, like I have that all set up because I'm covering them for the job so the company has it set up so that I can make sure I'm watching them because we're talking about them, we're previewing them, I go back through and review them, we write about them, all that stuff um, if there's a time that I might not use it, I might be able to get one family member on the stream in my place on my own birthday there was a UFC event, didn't even get the happy birthday, got the hey can I access the free stream tonight dot 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 new text, oh by the way happy birthday yeah oh yeah, and, uh, first of all don't worry about the second part. Yeah, That's just don't even okay. throw it in at that point. I don't even need that. Let's not I pretend. am here for you. How right. can I make sure? Would would can I send over some food? Are there any other arrangements that you need taken care of for you on the big night? Yeah. No. Listen, it would have been my aunt Billy. She's dead now. But uh, <laughs> the way you say that. Yeah. Well. You know, because she was a giant pain in the ass. That's all there was to it. There, there, were, there were very few redeeming qualities. And she's family, I can say that. And I would say it to her face. And frankly, I had said it to her face on a couple of occasions. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of a taste, at our wedding, I said, you know what? I am not going to deal with her complaining. She's not going to have a thing to complain about. We are sending her a car service to pick her up. Nice. They, we sent the car to pick her up. It brought her there. Five minutes before the ceremony, she comes running in, taps me on the shoulder, and says, they sent an SUV. I can't get in an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I turned around to my brother, Bill, and I just said this. Take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> get her out of here. In other words, I don't care what happens to her right now. <laughs> She would absolutely complain about where the seats were. It's an no SUV. Doubt. 
the hotel if there was not a fruit basket waiting. So my, I do sympathize with those guys yeah. having to deal with that. Oh, uh, I can only imagine. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph Lamar Jackson, we all know he is about to win his second MVP and still has not been to the Super Bowl. But you know what? He doesn't even have the most pressure to get there next year. Big fella's going to tell you who does. Mm. Right after Joe has this from our friends over at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer all of your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. punishment here now streaming fx's shogun my master asks what do you seek here to vanquish our common enemies based on the global bestseller by james clavell war is coming the epic saga of war passion and power let it come fx's shogun now streaming on hulu These are NFL power rankings like you've never heard before. It's Carlin versus C-O-N-S-E-N-S-U-S. Consensus. I can spell consensus. I have a degree in English. Jerk. That's right. And the folks from Hobart College promote it weekly. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Joseph, we have um, certainly lambasted or lambasted, whatever the word is. I go with lambasted. It is lambasted? Yeah, we'll check with Hobart, and we'll get back to everyone. Right. Obviously, the degree was worth it. Um, (laughs) Lambasted over the last couple of days, and understandably so, after a subpar performance that cost the Ravens a chance to get to the Super Bowl, and he should be under a ton of pressure going into next year to get to the Super Bowl, but Joe, he's not under the most. No, 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 no. I've heard a lot of that here the last day. So you and the consensus, hey, consensus, you're out there saying that in fact he has the most pressure, you're wrong. I'll tell you where he is on the list. Number five. Number five is Justin Herbert and Deshaun Watson combined. First of all, did we even remember that Deshaun Watson exists? I mean, he's been MIA and that's a team that's ready to win right now. And they're talking about how much they're excited to potentially get Joe Flacco back for next year. And then Justin Herbert's got his guy now. And there's really no more excuses here moving forward for him. He's been great, but he obviously needs to take the next step. So those two guys tie for number five. Number four. That's Jalen Hurts. This was a terrible season. I've told you how bad things have gotten in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. And the fact that... He basically is not on the same page as his teammates right now. And you're reading more and more about it. Carson Wentz vibes. Somebody actually described it to me that way last week. 
That is not good. Jalen Hurts has got to straighten this thing out for a guy that's not even a year removed from getting the biggest contract and going to the Super Bowl. He has absolutely got to get it together. Number three. That's Lamar. There's no getting around the fact that Lamar has a ton of pressure here to get to the Super Bowl because he is going to be a two-time MVP. And the other day, he threw an interception in the absolute worst way possible that you can. His team made mistakes around him, but he's the leader of that group. And he's got to set the tone. Absolutely, there's pressure. Number two. Dak. Adoy. There's always going to be pressure on Dak, but especially after his terrible performance in the playoff game against the Packers, where two interceptions immediately led to 14 points. Until Dak does anything remotely resembling a playoff run, there is always going to be a ton of pressure on him, and it's kind of circling around the fact that they need to decide if they're going to extend him right now or not. Number one. Josh Allen. Yeah, here we go. I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, okay. Well, Joe, you know what I've heard a lot the last 48 hours? What's that? Oh, Lamar's not in Josh Allen's category. I've heard that a lot. Stop yourselves. What does that mean? Does that mean Allen's better or Lamar's not down in Josh Allen's category? That means Allen's better. Okay, just just clarifying. Okay. Go ahead. Let's, let's not put one definitively over the other quite yet, okay? We could talk about the fact that he didn't turn the football over, and I'm going to be fair here. His playoff career, he hasn't turned it over. 21 touchdowns, four interceptions. But, Joe, I thought Kurt Warner put it best in uh, a comment he made to Peter King this week. There are throws that you make where you decide this is the throw that is going to take us to the Super Bowl. And that's exactly what happened with Josh Allen late in that game on two plays where the Bills let that game get away from them. And you could say, well, that's only two throws in the entire game. Well, it was two incredibly important spots. The window is just closing on the Buffalo Bills. Dude. Josh Allen has got to get it done. He's got the most pressure on him. I mean, I have laid it out for you. Any, any, I couldn't do it any more perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with this. This is a top five list, not a top six list. If you want a top six list, say you want to do six, and then you can include Watson and you don't Herbert. Believe in ties. If it's top, I believe in ties when mathematically it lines up. This isn't a standing. Well, mathematically in these rankings, after I crunch the numbers, this is where we, we don't came have out. two baseball teams that are both eighty-one and eighty-one, and we're looking at divisional tiebreakers here. Like you could have kept it to five. It's pressure. It's subjective. You could have left someone out. Some so, of us want to mail it in. Some of us don't. So well, that's... then do a top six list. Be the first guy in radio history that's doing a top six, although that would be called a six-pack, and we're all pretty much doing that as is. So that's yeah. exception number one to the list. Mm. You couldn't even handle the basic criteria of giving five guys for your top five. You gave us six. Uh, Dak, Hertz, Lamar, Allen, in any particular order, uh, all good. The Herbert, I thought, uh, the Herbert inclusion was huge because that was one I had. I, I wanted to make sure that was on. His biggest excuse is now gone. Yeah. There's no more of this, well, it's Brandon Staley's fault. We know Harbaugh is a proven winner everywhere he's gone. So if you can't get it done now, it can't be blamed on anyone but you. And I know we'll probably try to find a way to blame the defense or something else, but I'll tell you, man, pressure's on, but not to the extent of the other guys. I don't understand the Lamar behind Allen thing other than just to get me riled up because Allen in the postseason five and five 65% completions 21 touchdowns four interceptions he's acquitted himself nicely in the postseason 
Has he made a Hall of Fame case in the postseason? No, he has not. Has he made a Super Bowl? No, he has not. But he's performed well. Lamar in the postseason, two and four, 57% completions, six touchdowns, six interceptions. You can't have two MVPs and have everyone out there saying, hey, man, two MVPs means you're getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, okay, Hall of regular you. season fame because in the playoffs, but, you stink. Okay, let me ask you a question, though, real quick. And this is not anything to do with the quarterbacks for a second, all right? If you took those two teams, you took the quarterbacks away, just the teams as they are constructed minus the quarterbacks, who over the last several years has been better constructed to go to the Super Bowl? The Bills, over a period of time, over four to five years, the Bills or the Ravens? Okay, over a period of four to five times, probably the Bills. Okay, Probably the so Bills, I would is, say. This is my argument. But now about... that I've hold on, hold on. Now that I've answered yours, let me mm. ask you one. Mm. How about just this season? Flip the quarterbacks. Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens. No, 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 no. That's not what I asked. Just flip the quarterbacks. How does Baltimore do in that game on Sunday if it's Josh Allen at quarterback and not Lamar? Because again, the defense gave up 17 points. Could could Josh Allen have led the Baltimore offense to 18 points? He could have. I mean, Josh have. Allen had I'm not going to say he definitively would have. No, it's not definitive, but it, 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 it's hard to play worse Listen, than Lamar did. You will not get me to sit here and say, if they limit them to 17 points, that they shouldn't win the game. Of course they should have won the game. Of course. That was absurd. But the point is simply, the opportunity that exists has been much wider for Allen, and he's had it for longer, thus adding a little bit more pressure to the situation. That's all. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Joseph, speaking of Lamar, you know, we talk about what the comparisons are for him and where he actually fits into all this and when he might actually be the guy to win the Super Bowl. We're going to tell you the guy that he most is like and you're not going to believe this comparison when you hear it it's all after i tell you about this from our friends at indeed who once again have insisted that i be <laughs> the one to read their commercials and i alone otherwise just cancel the whole thing it's a perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates there's no better way to do that than through indeed the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Nix the hassle. Start hiring at deed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. Maybe Lamar is not chasing everybody that we think he's chasing, whether it's Mahomes or whoever. Maybe he's chasing somebody else. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We do have, I, I guess, some breaking news. Breaking, breaking news? Um, Arthur Smith hired by the Steelers to be their offensive coordinator. Okay, former Atlanta Falcons boss. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. You're a Steeler guy. What's the gut instinct? My gut says nothing. My gut says it's lunchtime. My gut yeah. says nothing. I Seriously, I got nothing on it. 
Nothing? I, I, I honestly don't know how to feel. Do I, do, am I excited that Arthur Smith is going to come in and fix Kenny Pickett? No, I'm not. Yeah. I, I mean, he must know what he's doing somewhat offensively, but then again, what did he do for uh, Dustin Ritter? So, or Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. So, Desmond Ritter. So in Atlanta, there's a lot of people, like you see the news of this hire on Twitter right now, and you know people are just making all their jokes because of right. what happened in Atlanta. Right. Try to remember, and I'm not saying to you, I'm just saying to everyone, try to remember Atlanta is not his only stop. He was in Tennessee under Vrabel as the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and an offense that hung some big numbers in some big games. I mean, Ryan Tannehill went there and rejuvenated his career, and then Arthur left, and Tannehill went right back in the tank. So it's not just the he sucked in Atlanta, he's going to suck here sort of situation. Like he, maybe he's just not cut out to be a head coach. If you're Steelers fans, I'd sit back. It, the Steelers have a pretty good track record of, you know, making good decisions versus how many bad decisions they've made. This is true. This is true. I, so I, I guess I feel okay about it. I, I'll just. You're not I mean, excited, is not, though, is what you're saying. This is never a phrase I'm very comfortable saying, but I guess I'll just wait and see. Yeah, there you go. No, I want That's an the answer ultimate now. radio take. Eh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and see. I'll get back yeah. to you. Hey, foreign ball. Who do you like for the Super Bowl? Eh, not really feeling it this year. Yeah, that's great. We'll see. Maybe I'll do something right before kickoff. I don't know. <laughs> if I do, you know, I, we, you know, one thing we do need to talk about in the next couple of weeks are the, uh, the box pools. You know, the number squares. Pool. Yeah, squares. Because this is a, a point of contention for me over the last uh, several years. And we need to talk about this as an investment, but just put that in the back of your mind. I yeah. want to get you thinking about it early. Top priority. I'm exactly. On it. Thank I'm you. On it. You're, 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 you're asking a guy who notoriously never wins at those, but don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be on it. I'll get my top team on it. <laughs> We've got our best people. Working I've thrown on away it. so much money on Super Bowl squares. I never even sniff it. There's never, I'm never even on it inside of like the final two minutes of the quarter where it's like, Hey, what are the numbers? Who's got seven, seven Fortin has got two, nine, two, nine, <laughs> <laughs> Always two nine is a Fortin ball special in Super Bowl squares. Uh, All right, Carlin's sitting on three eight. Can I get a three eight? Oh, the reverse? No, not even the reverse. Yeah, Sorry. Three- <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty. So uh, we're talking about all the pressure that's on Lamar Jackson. And Joe, how about this? This is uh, some numbers that were dug out by our good friend uh, Evan which means that I'm sure he got him from research somewhere. But No, he was he was grinding this morning. I can uh, I can attest. Okay. He got out of that meeting a minute early so he could grind these numbers up. Excellent. First six seasons for Lamar Jackson. Been to the playoffs four times. As you detailed before, two and four in six playoff games. They have been the number one seed twice. About to win his second MVP. He's played in one AFC championship game where he lost to the – Chiefs, as we know, this past week. So, in his first six seasons, this quarterback went to the playoffs four times. He was two and four in six playoff games during that stretch. Only had one MVP during that stretch and lost the AFC Championship game to Tom Brady and the Patriots. And it's Peyton Manning. By By the time Manning won the Super Bowl, it was not until his ninth season had the two MVPs, had been to the playoffs seven times. Now, here's what this is providing, which I'm usually not in favor of. Perspective. Yeah. 
because we always throw that right out the window. Exactly. You and I and everybody else jumps the gun right away. Is that a fair way to compare Lamar Jackson right now in where he is in his career and where it's headed. Well, let me go a step further with the comparison, right? They were both two and four in the playoffs over right. their first six seasons. Lamar, 57% completions. Peyton, 56% completions. Lamar, six picks. Peyton, six picks. Like, it's 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 eerily similar. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of statistical analysis that's similar. If I was tr- going to try to debunk this and say that, no, it's not an app comparison, Lamar doesn't deserve that credit. And I'm not saying that's the case, but here's the argument I would make. When Lamar was drafted by the Ravens, he joined a Baltimore team that the year before was nine and seven. And the year before that, they were eight and eight. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a competent Baltimore Raven football team that had an established Super Bowl winning head coach in John Harbaugh. And to this day, John Harbaugh is still his coach. It was a very different scenario when Manning went to Indianapolis. The year before, they were three and thirteen, and they fired Lindy Infante. And they brought in Jim Mora, and then Mora only lasted a few seasons before they moved to Tony Dungy. So if we're going to compare this, we should show that Lamar stepped into a much more favorable situation than Manning did. Manning's situation was a mess, and it was a total rebuild. Now, having said that, if you're going to make the pro-Lamar case and you're going to say, look, we're burying this guy for a lack of playoff success, but that doesn't mean he's going to be like that his entire career, this is a great comparison. Because Manning was the number one pick coming out. Manning was right there threatening for a Heisman loss to Charles Woodson. Manning was a guy that was anointed the next big thing, and he struggled early. And and he had turnovers. He 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 had big-time eggs in some of these performances that he laid. Yeah, And then but- he turned the corner. So it's certainly possible. It's a great case to say just because it hasn't happened for Lamar – doesn't mean it can't happen. What I'm worried about from the Lamar standpoint versus a Peyton standpoint, we know that Peyton had his injury problems later in his career uh, with the neck and all that stuff that caused him to get cut loose by the Colts, uh, but eventually came back from it. I look at Lamar, is the runway going to be long enough for Lamar to have that much time to get it done because of his style of play? Like from we, a health perspective, you're yes, saying, okay, yes. interesting because of the amount of hits that he will take. Certainly a concern because of how he plays. Um, I would term it, uh, very difficult to suggest that he will have the same runway to do that because of how he plays. Now Manning, as we know, took plenty of hits too, took plenty of hits, but not a move around quarterback, a stand in the pocket quarterback to try to get it done and not going out in the entirety of what's going on out and running the ball and and making huge plays down the field. We have got some, I mean, geez, this is shocking breaking news, Joseph. Shocking, and I'm not even going to make you sit and wait. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. Joseph, it has been a foregone conclusion that the new head coach of the Washington Commanders was going to be Ben Johnson. Breaking news, he is staying in Detroit. Really? The golden golden boy of this hiring cycle. According to Adam Schefter, Ben Johnson was not the head coaching lock people thought, and his asking price spooked some teams. Remember, we heard that about Carolina a little bit, but thought maybe he just didn't want that job. 
How about Wow. That? We're going to tell you what it means for the Commanders and Seahawks. Oh, I love breaking news. Ben Johnson. Oh, try to cash in. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.